Coast and a great day to you wherever and whenever you may be listening. My name is Jason Dice, broadcasting and podcasting live from the studio of EloquenceOnline.net in beautiful New Braunfels, Texas, Republic thereof. This is the Power of Performance Podcast, the show that asks the question, if your brand were a band, would you leave the audience wanting more? And today, for the first time in 13 years, we're going out to the great state of West Virginia. On LinkedIn, you'll find him as Robert Milam. He is the president of Whitesville State Bank in West Virginia, but he goes by Lee Milam. So I'll refer to him as Lee on this show. That's right, Robert Lee from Whitesville State Bank. I'll give the millennials a chance to go to their safe spaces, but I must tell you, in the long history of this show, Lee is one of the nicest, most earnest, forthcoming gentlemen I've ever spoken to on and off the air. And if you're thinking, well, he's the president of a bank, he has all these advantages, he started there in 1985 as a teller. Nobody gave him the presidency of the bank. He earned it. So it's a really interesting story. We've had a lot of CEOs on this show that started out as tellers. They always make great guests. So we're going out to the beautiful state of West Virginia, and we're going to do it all right after this. For 13 years, conference quality information without the delayed flight, without the rubber chicken dinner, and without the expense report. This is the one and only Power of Performance Podcast. If you just his name is Lee Milam. He's the president of Whitesville State Bank. Hey, Lee, welcome to the show. Good morning. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Oh, we're glad to have you. Yes, let's do it. Well, of course, today you are the head honcho, the president of Whitesville State Bank. But I want to turn back the time machine just a little bit. Lee, what was your first job in banking, and when was it? 1985, and uh, it was uh, I was in new accounts, and I worked on the teller line. Wow. I've, I've found in 13 years of doing this show that CEOs who started out as tellers often have some of the best experiences in banking, it really prepares them to be a CEO. Did working at what we all consider the entry level of banking, a teller, has that helped you as a CEO? I think it's it's uh, the key, actually. I mean, because in, in today's world, you have to have a, a pretty sound understanding of all the operations of the bank. Uh, and this technology's come along. You've, you've, I mean, you have to wear so many hats that. Uh, you know, starting on the teller line is, is not only good for your for your attitude, but it's good for your education. I totally agree. Now, I've got to ask you, in 1985, what kind of cell phone did you have in your pocket? <laughs> it was a Campbell soup can and uh, a roll of string is what I had. Very good, yes. And it probably worked better than some of these VoIP phone systems that we have in 2023. Listen, you had a very interesting post on LinkedIn, that's how we got connected, about why people continue to use big national banks instead of small town banks, community banks, regional banking brands, and I thought it was a great question. And I wanted to ask you, 
how we change this. But before we do that, I want you to listen to a phone call I recorded yesterday with my bank, a bank that I love, Frost Bank, here in uh, – I'm in New Braunfels, Texas. They're headquartered in San Antonio, Texas. It goes about a minute, but this is a scenario that I set up, and I want you to listen to this because I think it helps answer that question. Good morning. Thank you for calling Frost Bank. This is Valerie. How can I help you? Hi, Valerie. I got a text from my wife, and she said that she saw a charge on our account that she didn't recognize. Are you, is that something you could look at? Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Do you have your account number? I, oh, hold on a second. Is it Valerie? Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. I'm so sorry. She just texted me back. It was actually on our Wells Fargo account. Not our phone. Uh, okay, gotcha. No worries. All right. Okay, Was there anything it. else I can help you with today, though? All right. Thank like you for it. calling, Frost. You have a good. All right. You have a good day, sir. Bye bye. Bye. Bye bye. Okay, Lee. I can't make it any easier than that. Yeah. As as the yeah. president of a bank, how would you feel if that had been one of your employees ignoring that softball opportunity? Uh, well, I, I hear that those type of uh, recordings all the time that we have uh, of our own employees with that monotone voice and uh, uh, just here to serve whatever needs you throw in front of them and, and nothing else. Uh, so the lack of, of the desire to sell or the drive to sell uh, is, the, is the problem. I, I had an insurance agent for years. We both were about the same age. Uh, he was an Erie insurance agent, and uh, we both started out nothing really, and he, he's turned his insurance agency into a major success. But the key to his success was I would tell people when I would refer them to him, I would say, you won't buy his insurance. He will sell it to you because <laughs> the, the guy was like a dog on a bone. If, if you needed something or he knew you might have some other need, he would find it and, and drive you insane uh, trying to sell it to you. So that's the key. We just don't ask, and if you don't ask, the answer is already no. Yeah, I got to tell you, I've I've bragged about my my bank for for the 24 years that I've been with them, and I got to tell you, that is one of the worst transactional recordings I've ever made. I used to do these for training and call varieties of banks and credit unions just to give people an example. But you're absolutely right. The monotone, the you could just tell yeah. this person is just watching the clock. And I know for a fact that Frost National Bank spends millions of dollars on training every year. Yeah. And I guarantee you when this person interviewed she didn't say, I'm going to be a great employee uh, for the first three months, and then I'm going to turn into this because yeah. this, this person does not deserve to represent Frost Bank. And, and I know it's a challenge because yeah. you know as well as anybody, some people come for a career and some people come for a job, but yeah. this bank, you care about it, don't you? This is a, a big deal to you, isn't it? it? It's a big deal. I mean, it, it's, it's a buy-in uh, that's – I don't know if it's normal, but, you know, my top staff, they've been here longer than I have, so uh, they've been here forever, too. But but they're all bought in. They're, they're dedicated, and uh, they they uh, reach out. But to get that through your entire staff is tough to do. I mean, that phone call sounded like you called your ex-wife. That's what that sounds like. <laughs> and I don't even have one. <laughs> but that's what it sounds yeah. like. Yeah. 
But the, it's it was, hard. It was it's hard to bad. keep that motivation every day. Too, you don't know. You know, every day is not the same. Uh, people don't feel the same. Maybe something happened. So it's hard to to, to judge someone's game by by one uh, one session. But, well, but by and large, it's a very tough thing to get into your people's minds and keep it there. Yep, I would completely agree, and that's why it's called the power of performance because. Think about a Broadway performer that has to do the same show every night, night after night. I'm sure there are times where they don't feel like it. But when that curtain opens, you know, you've got to be on. And yes. this young lady, Valerie, when the curtain opened up and the lights went on her, she was still backstage. She was still in her car. She was still at home. She was still in bed. She was still in a coma, apparently. And trust me, I don't think the people that – Look at all the free publicity we're giving Frostbank on the podcast yeah. today. Let's, let's get back to West Virginia. Tell us a little bit about Whitesville State Bank. How many employees? How many branches? Tell us about the great team you have there. We've got about 56 employees. Um, we've got five locations. And we, we just opened a new location last year, so that was a challenge with uh, the uh, supply chain issues that were going on. But but we've got almost all local people uh, that work for us. Even at the furthest location, uh, we end up with a with a hillbilly working there for some reason or another. We just <laughs> tend to hire off a of cold river, it seems like. But uh, <laughs> at the Bell Branch, you know, we've had some challenges finding employees and keeping employees like everybody else has. But but uh, almost everybody here went to Whitesville Junior High School. They're flying eagles. Absolutely. Hey, I was a fighting falcon, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> Listen, today you you went from the entry-level job as a teller to the top job as the president of the bank. If you could get every young banker in one room who wants to make it a career and one day sit behind your desk or one like it, what would your advice be to these young people? Drink heavily. <laughs> no, my advice would be to uh, you know try to master every job that you that you are given or and, and or that you ask for, uh, and also if you have a customer that uh, is given to you, let's say by someone higher up to take care of, when you take care of that customer, when you get done with them, make sure that you are their go-to guy. Uh, I have a lot of people that come through me for business, whatever service they need, and I send them to the person that they need to go to. But I rarely have an employee who takes that, that customer as their own. And if you do that, then it helps you to build a customer base. It helps you to be the go-to guy for customers as well as your employer. And uh, it, it, it makes uh, an impact over time when, when people that used to be the bosses uh, customer are now your customer. I would completely agree. Now, it's been three years, but on Easter weekend 2020, I'm convinced community banks all over this country saved this country from a Great Depression with the PPP program. I've always been a little curious why the trade associations haven't made a bigger deal out of that. I think that's such a great story to tell. Is it too late now to, to Use that as, a, as an example of just how vital these small-town community banks are. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? I think it, it might be too late, but it, you're definitely right on that impact. I mean, especially the second go-round 
uh, it became evident the people that dealt with big banks started to call us simply because they yep. were put at the end of the list at the big bank they thought they mattered to. Uh, and, yep. and at the big bank, they took care of the, the big the big customers, the people that were important to them, which was not very many of their customers, and all the hairdressers and uh, uh, you know uh, small business schools, people. small business people yeah. that that just struggled to make a living. They they were put at the end of the line, and they would have never gotten a PPP loan had they not came to a to a community bank. So they flooded to us. And I was closing PPP loans uh, at night at 11 o'clock at my house. Uh, and, you know, I, I would tell them, you know, look, I'm going to call you back. Do not go to bed because I've got to get you. I want to get this done. <laughs> and uh, so I think that we, we had a golden opportunity to really shine uh, and, and to use that as, uh, as, as advertisement for the vitality of, of community banks when it comes to small business because we, we do the majority of small business loans. And, and most of the PPP loans we made were not really big. You know, eight thousand right. uh, dollars—the average size. They were big for your customers, grand. though. Yeah, they were huge. I mean, they saved them. They were, they were, uh, uh, you know, hanging by a thread when that PPP program rolled out, and when they got funded, it kept them alive. Uh, it allowed people yeah. to keep employees and allowed them to survive as a business. I, I will be honest with you, because I'm always honest on this show. I've, I've been very disappointed in the ABA and the ICBA and some of the other banking trades because that was a story that everybody could understand. If you look at a pie chart on who funded the PPP loans, it was community banks, not the big banks, and not really even very few credit unions even know what SBA stands for. Most credit unions think SBA stands for Senior Bowling Association, (laughs) and it really put a light on the on the the importance and the locality, the importance of locality and knowing somebody at your hometown bank. And you're not the only president of a small town bank that was closing loans, you know, literally on your own. You were doing it Mm -hmm. at home. I heard stories about other uh, small town presidents uh, signing documents on the hood of their pickup truck and working, you know, on Easter Sunday and all, all that entire weekend trying to get that, accomplished. And I, I do think that is something, we used to call it in the military, an after-action report, that at some point we should sit down our friends at the ABA and ICBA and say, next time we have a golden opportunity to show what makes us different, we really shouldn't let that opportunity go by. So I'm glad I'm not the only person who thinks that. Finally, I want to ask you, not, not everybody works all the time, so when you're not at work, what kind of things do you enjoy doing? I like to I like to hunt and be in the woods. Um, I love to do construction work, so I do a, a good bit of that, and uh, spend time with my my grandchildren and my children. Uh, we just went to I just took the, all my kids and grandkids to uh, Pigeon Forge for the weekend before, uh, for a Christmas gift, and we all stayed in an indoor water park. So nice. it looked like a prison break. I mean, it was. They, I said, man, they're going to need to. They're going to have to fix stuff after we leave this hotel. So I got some wild things, but uh, we had a great time just being together. 
<laughs> and when you're driving through town, what kind of music do you like? What kind of uh, music are you listening to on the, on the radio or on your uh, on your phone these days? Well, I have forced myself to stop listening to political news and podcasts. I, Me because too. I can't take it anymore. <laughs> I, I've, so I listen to uh, I like the uh, the 80s on eight on Sirius XM. Uh, I like. Uh, the 70s music, and I listen to uh, local country radio stations the majority of the time. That is great. Hey, folks, his name is Lee Milam. He's running this show over at Whitesville State Bank in the beautiful state of West Virginia. Lee, I'm sorry it took us 13 years to get to your beautiful state, but I want to thank you so much for joining us on the Power Performance Podcast. Oh, my pleasure. I've enjoyed it. Uh, extremely much, and it's it's always been nice to talk to you. It's nice to meet you. I'm glad we hooked up on LinkedIn. LinkedIn. I am too. Great job. Great job. And thank you so much for listening to the Power Performance Podcast, the show that asks the question, if your brand were a band, would you leave the audience wanting more? It depends on your performers. And we heard a terrible performance today by a banker named Valerie. Hopefully that was a one-off, that today she is awake, that she's come out of her coma and is going to ask great questions like, wait a minute, what are you doing banking at Wells Fargo when you get up all of your accounts? right here at Frost Bank. She didn't do that. She probably never does it. What are you going to do? It also helps to have a great conductor of your live performance, and they've got one out at Whitesville State Bank. Lee Milam, such a great guy to get to know, and um, I can't thank him enough. We, we have a show because people are willing to give up their valuable time to join us, and I never, ever take it for granted. Hey, West Virginia, like I said, I'm sorry it took us 13 years to get out to your lovely state, and I hope we're back really soon. Until next we speak. My name is Jason Dias and I'll talk to you all next week. Take care. Drop in my heart.